This is an Area Code podcast. You're listening to The Table of Malcontents, where Aaron Armstrong and Dave Schrader talk about the books they love and a few they really don't to help you be a better reader. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's uh, delayed episode of Table of Malcontents. I'm Aaron, and with me, as always, is Dave. Dave, how are you? Delayed. Delayed. There's just things going on. I, I know. know. We, we get... And it's I both do of our faults. you listeners for... Uh, you people, uh, <laughs> for your Use guys, Richard Harbison reminding me, uh, guys, I woke up this morning and there was not an episode downloaded on my phone. So, oh gosh. Yeah. This is, this is what we get for life kind of becoming busy. So. That's right. That's right. So Dave, what were you doing that, um, that made you unavailable to record? Let's tell the world. What were you doing? Uh, were you working on I your doing? tell-all book? I was working on my tell-all book. Uh-huh. I was um, <laughs> like, what was I really? I had to look at my calendar on my phone as you asked me that question. Like, what was I doing that day? I just was crazy. Yeah, just you're you, schmoozing you know. with somebody. I think. What? <laughs> no, I wasn't. Whose, whose initials include an M, W, and an S? Oh, no, that wasn't that. Day. No, 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 no. All right. All right. So, all right. No, no, no. Hold on. Ah, uh, how do I describe this? No, I wasn't. As a matter of fact, I actually had lunch that day with B. Tay. I hope he's listening because I love Brandon Taylor. Yes. Of course, everyone's mad at B. Tay because he's going to work somewhere else. Yes. Um, Everyone at his, at his uh, now former employer um, are grieving the loss yes. of B. Tay, Brandon Taylor. So, I sent a picture, sorry, Aaron, I don't know, I can't remember. I sent to like former people we work, I sent a picture of he and I at lunch that day. You didn't send it to me. I didn't send you, you sorry. It was just like people, wounds. it was like people of being age. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it was supposed to be like, because we all love Vitae and everyone, of course, is roasting him. Uh, and then, but they love him ultimately. Then mm-hmm. they just turned on me. <laughs> it reminded me that I left. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I was just treating him out for lunch. We were having fun, you know? And that's right. Gave me a lot of grief. Uh, that's right. So nevertheless, uh, yeah, no, we, uh, my, uh, where I work at lovely uh, Educational Media Foundation, also known as K-Love Books, we are launching our first book. That's part I'm doing. I'm publishing a, our first book. Mm-hmm. And it's by good old Michael W. Smith. Um, it's called The Call of the Father. It's about his dad uh, who passed away a few years ago and all the lessons he taught him, but also ultimately taught um, him about God, ultimately God the Father. So it's it's meant to be for everyone, whether you had a good dad or not. It's just uh, lessons he learned along the way. And that is our first book for Caleb books. So That's yeah, it was great. a crazy week because we launched the pre-sale campaign last week yeah. and uh, that was fun. Yeah. So I just was, I was fried and still doing a ton of things Friday afternoon when we typically record. So um, there you go. Yeah. So it's, we, we all have our times. Aaron's in the middle of writing right now too. So my other hat, my agent hat says, Aaron, how's the writing going? Man, um, you know, my, the writing is, the writing is going okay. I made a little bit of progress yesterday. A couple weeks has been a little bit slow because 
uh, because I was on the road for the first time in ages. As as listeners to our last episode know, I was in exotic Indianapolis and uh, doing the conference scene. I brought home a stack of books. I even paid for some of them. Um, and uh, there we go. So what was your uh, favorite book you picked up there? You have to say the rest of them, just your favorite book that you're most excited about. Oh, so the one that I have read so far that I'm really psyched about is Tim Keller's little teeny tiny book, um, How to Reach the West Again. Oh, yeah. So it was good. It's just a, you know, it's like, it's a tiny pocket-sized book. It's about 58 pages. Um, yeah, so for him, it's like a chapter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true, yes. But, uh, we, but we yeah, read, it's, it's yeah. really good. Just thinking through practically what does it mean for Christians to meaningfully engage a, um, engage a post-Christian culture yeah. and, um, and to go from there. So I thought it was, I thought it was really helpful. So does that count as a read on Goodreads for you? Do it you absolutely counted as a read. 58 on pages. Apparently that's how low that it, you've, uh, it counts. It I'm is not full, saying that it is a standalone book that you can purchase on your own, sir. I am not saying that it's not a wonderful, amazing, life-changing book. I'm just saying like, where's the line, man? Where's the line? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> it's we'll basically, say, it's an we'll article. Say, it's a TGC article that was printed out for you in a nice way. Is that what you're saying? No, it was not just a TGC <laughs> article. Okay. like that. But anyway, so as far as the ones that I haven't read yet, um, uh, I am I'm I am looking forward to reading Trevin Trevin Wax's our our good friend Trevin's uh, books that were there, uh, rethink yourself and the multidirectional leader, mm-hmm. um, you know if nothing else then you know just to get my fill of leadership books for the oh, next man. decade we love it yeah in case you missed our heavy enthusiasm for leadership books visit episode one. 23 and also number 35 and also number 72 and and a few other ones where we've a few others that we talk about leadership books yes yes but um uh but one that i'm really legitimately looking forward to is reading is talking back to purity culture by rachel joy welcher and so uh, a mutual friend of ours, Adam, Adam Dalton from IVP, yeah. uh, strongly encouraged picking that one up. And okay. um, now I'm not someone who grew up experiencing the purity culture of um, the 90s and such. Um, so and I'm OK. And it sounds like I'm really glad that I didn't because it seems to have messed up a lot of people. But. You know. Um, but I mean, that's true of anything where there's a bit of a bit of a going too far in one direction or another. Sure. Um, yeah, it's just easy giving you grief about all these things. So, you know, I understand that. I mean, I said, I set you up and you, and you gotta, you gotta take it. Okay. I'm going to jump right in. I'm having, I'm having a lot of joy right now. I'm listening to, uh, Brian Cranston's book, a life in parts. Okay. It's thoroughly enjoyable. And he, I'm just going to give you one story that made me laugh. I even (laughs) told Madeline, my daughter in the car, (laughs) because I went to school today. 
Uh, so apparently he was trying to make money, you know, like any starving artist slash actor would do in LA. And he worked over in Catalina Island and a buddy of his moonlighted by uh, officiating weddings. You know, he was an ordained by whatever universalist church, whatever. <laughs> so Brian Cranston took care of the overflow gigs that he had whenever he double booked himself. So he found out one day, this was his first gig he ever got. He... It, so his his friend has his, he has one wedding in Catalina Island, so he has to go to the mainland over in Los Angeles, and so he's told he's given an address of where to go to and what time to meet the couple, and the address ends up being Van Nuys Airport, which is kind mm -hmm. of a private airport, and he meets the couple and find out that they want to get um, married up in the air, <laughs> so so ordained pastor. <laughs> Brian Cranston, his first wedding, he officiates as a minister of whatever universalist, whatever church. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he marries this couple up in the air just by memorizing what he was supposed to say to them up there as a 22-year-old or something like this, too. Uh, that is what that audiobook is like. It's full of like ridiculous parts, as he kind of refers to them as, in gigs and it's thoroughly enjoyable, but, nice. but I would say this, as I've been, I was looking ahead, this is my text you were and I was looking ahead and I said, okay, what's my next audiobook?" And I always wanted to read Andre Agassi's book open, which I hear mm. is tremendous about his, it's his memoir in tennis and he, growing up watching him play was just really fun. He made tennis really cool and modern. Mm. Um, kind it was of the, the mullet next, that did it. He was the beautiful mullet with the um, headband Oh man, he looked great, and and he, he was the first like Nike athlete, you know, mm -hmm. of uh, of tennis. He brought Nike to tennis, and um, he, uh, I just love following him growing up. So I've heard it's great, but it looks it looks really, really good. But it made me think. Okay, I'm so excited to learn about like I've been really impressed. He was a real cocky young dude, but he made this turn in his career. He had really hard times. And he wasn't playing well, and then he makes a turn, and it's almost like he settled into becoming more like he was supposed to be, which is, you know, a husband. He marries Steffi Graf. He has kids, and then he starts winning again. Like when all things would point to, it's time to like slow your career down. And that's it. And yeah, so I'm excited to learn about that. But it made me think, Aaron, since you love sports books so I, much, I can't get enough of the sports. You love sports, and you know, and all, all it takes to, to you know. It, like in hockey to pass the ball and shoot it through the hoop, right? Is that what you do with it? I think so. Is that right? I okay. thought there was a, I thought there was an oblong ball involved. Absolutely. Somehow. Yep. Yep. It spirals it way, its way over the net and bounces to the other side. That's what happens. Right. So how do you dribble that thing? I don't know. I don't know. But it, it it's, I don't know. But it did make me think um, you love a story that ultimately is you'll read a sports book. I've noticed that mm -hmm. that has different, that really isn't a sports book. And it made me think of like why you love bear town so much. So tell me about why you like bear town, but let's use that as like our example. Why is bear town so good? Oh, it's a man. hockey book, but it's not. Well, it's only kind of a hockey book because hockey's really the setting for what's going on. Um, because it's really a family dynamics book and yeah. a, and a community culture 
book mm-hmm. more than it is anything else. So hockey is a character in it, essentially. Um, and instead, it's um, in this case, it's a character because it does play into the plot. It does factor mm-hmm. in. It is important to the book because cult because it's because hockey is part of the culture of the town that um, that this book takes place in. And it's the only thing that basically keeps the community going. Mm-hmm. Um, this essentially hopeless and um, this hopeless town that has seen all of its better days pa- pass mm-hmm. pass them by. Sure. And um, and what it does and what it means to people is what is interesting to me. Sure. Um, other books, though, that have sports involved. Um, I mean, that, it's that you that you would enjoy just because of the theme. Yeah, like I mean, Moneyball was interesting to me just yeah. because of the more about the the way that they figured out how to game the system mm-hmm. versus um, versus versus actual baseball. I didn't care about yeah. that. It was more like how did they how did they use data yeah. to. Yeah. point them in a direction that they yeah. needed to go. And now everybody does that because they sure. read, well, they read that book. Read, they read that book and went back to Bill James's book on it. And uh, yeah, I, I love the principles of something like Moneyball. Hey, that's like the perfect book and movie for me because I love baseball already. So I'm intrigued by it. But also from a business perspective, it's so fascinating because it's about seeing value in things where others do not see that, that same thing. And um so it's like just a it's like complete rethinking of the way you do things, and which is challenging to me because you know when you work in publishing, right? You're you're a little bit archaic. There's part of us that wants to stay in the days of of Gutenberg, but the reality is we do have to change. We have to adapt, and it's kind of a push to get us in a more of a data mood uh, mode, um, while also applying the, the basic principles of what it takes to do good publishing. So baseball, similar thing. It's, it's an intriguing book and movie. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a good one. Were there other ones that hit you? What about, what about football? Is there a football book? I'm trying to think if I've really gotten into a football book. Um, and I know that's heresy down here in the South, <clears throat> But uh, because everybody loves their football down here. Um, side note, every team, every team within like a 30-mile radius of my house is named the Rockets. Oh, is that, was that what it is in Chapel Hill? Chapel Hill and the College Rockets. Grove and uh, Rocketville. Because of the and, connection to the uh, – that base isn't that far away from there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, yeah, but it's right. like so. It's always the Rockets versus the Rockets, and it's like yeah. this is weird, dude. Come yeah. on, get creative. It's funny you mentioned that because this is not necessarily sports, but like think about you know Homer Hickam doing Rocket Boys slash October Sky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about rockets, but what it's really about <laughs> is his son trying to connect with his dad. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's which is a, a pretty classic thing. Yeah. Interstellar uh, as a movie. It's about a da- father daughter relationship, you know? Exactly. It's not exactly. just about interstellar travel. It's about this deeper thing that makes mm-hmm. it personal for people. Yeah. yeah. Um, going back to football books for a second. Yeah. Um, I just remembered the, the football book I've read for sure, uh, which is Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I, 
I think it's that seemed like a great one, man. Talk yeah. about it's similar to Bear Town, the small yeah. town dynamics, the uh, the hierarchy. Where to, it's about there's about power. It's about all yeah. of those things. It's uh, fascinating. But it, yeah, but again, it's a, what it's actually about is relationships yeah. and mm-hmm. and dynamics between individuals. It's who am who who am I if I am or am not doing this? Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, yeah. So that is, and, and that's the, that's the thing that intrigues me more with like, and I mean, it's the same is true with like, uh, with celebrity memoirs and stuff like that. The, the whole I conceit of who am I in relation to what I do? Yeah. So Brian Cranston for, let's go back to him for a second, since you were, you're yeah. listening to his book and yeah. I want to listen to his book, mm-hmm. but um, with him, he's known as many things to many different people in relationship to his roles that he's played over the years. So some people always see will always see him as the primary character in Breaking Bad, the Walter White, right? To so, me, to me, he is Tim Watley from Seinfeld. That that's my he's Tim Wat. Yes, he's Tim yes. Watley to some people. He's the dad and Malcolm to in the middle mm-hmm. to other people. He's uh, Ted Mosby's sometimes boss in How mm-hmm. I Met Your Mother. Yeah, maybe, uh, but maybe he maybe he's a minister up twenty thousand feet in the air. You know, potentially just, he's fish. part of a Universal Life Church. Uh, yeah, purchased his ordination on the internet. Sure. Um, yeah, and but to me, he is always going to be the voice of a cheesy villain in the Power Rangers. Is he really? Oh, yeah, like him, one of his first paying gigs in the early '90s was on Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Yeah. Okay. Well, hey, you gotta yeah. you gotta pay so, the bills. Don't, that's don't, right. Don't that's, you know, there's no shame in that. The tent, that the twenty bucks, he needed a burrito, and he got one. Man, that's a good one right there. Okay, that's really funny. Okay, well, I'm only cut. like a, I'm only like a third of the way through it, so I'm I'm not. And he hasn't I, mentioned. I'm sure that he'll yet? talk. I'm sure he'll talk about those things. I, I expect a full third of that chat of that book to involve the Power Rangers. All right, noted. I will talk about Power Rangers. All right. <laughs> hey, you mentioned Friday Night Lights. You know, another mm-hmm. another Michael Lewis, you know, book slash movie mm-hmm. is uh, The Blind Side. That's another good one. So, and and that one's like whereas whereas Moneyball is about the is about numbers you know it's about statistics it's about analyzation blindside is uh it certainly is also about family dynamics and you're right it's relationships as you as you say uh even more than probably the football there's probably more about relationship in that than there is football whereas moneyball is like an all-encompassing baseball story um but moneyball is a movie whereas the book doesn't do it the same way explores more of um of billy bean figuring out who he really is mm-hmm. which i love like they that, that's why these stories are great they use yeah. the the sport as a tool to help that person journey to understand something much deeper and um you always trying to figure out like what is that at the end of the day it's very identifiable with anyone trying to struggle with making a difference or doing something new that's against the grain I love that. I mm-hmm. think he does a, and then that's, it's a great movie too. So yeah. 
Um, I'm trying to think of some other baseball ones. Um, R.A. Dickey, if you ever read his book, Wherever I Wind Up, we've talked about that in the past. That's a really good one mm -hmm. uh, because it's just really him trying to, he, he's also just trying to figure out who he is as he's trying to make his way through life and baseball being that kind of backdrop of it and uh, <coughs> overcoming um, in his case, um, uh, sexual abuse, mm -hmm. um, you know, it could be a lot of those types of things. Uh, but yeah, I'm, that's a good one. Uh, yeah. you know, field of dreams, although the movie it's called shoeless Joe is the book by, uh, was it W a Kinsella? I think it's the name of the author. So, yeah. That's a, it's a really good one too, but same thing. You're using baseball as your way to forward a story. That's what uh, makes it good. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another one. Let me, I'm gonna go through some sports. And I want to hear if you yeah. if you know any of these. All right, how about soccer? I've got a really good soccer one for you. I got nothing. All right, Nick. Hornby. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. One second here. Are you talking soccer or are you talking uh, no, I'm, UK football? UK football. UK football. Um. Okay. So fever pitch. Yes, that's that's absolutely it. So that is, again, about relationships and finding yourself, right? Same yeah. thing. And that's all of his books really are about relationships and finding his, yourself. <laughs> his insecurities coming out in the backdrop of, yeah, about about a boy is a great one. Um, Fever Pitch, of course, High Fidelity, you're right. Mm -hmm. Juliet Naked is, these, is even another one like that, too. Oh, gosh. You know, going back to it, it's been really, it's again, I know we did Hemingway. Uh, mm -hmm. Was that last episode or previous? Yeah. But last episode, I think so. I'm not done with watching all the Ken Burns, but I was going back to his biography again, too. And man, Hemingway's big thing is about writing true characters, true stories, and in all their flaws. And Hornby does such a great job with that, like, mm -hmm. he is essentially putting himself down to lift up the story every time. Um, that's what that's what really move the story along it's characters that's right that's um, what heroes do that's what <laughs> oh, you're killing me you're killing me all right so you got that one we tackled tennis at least i i don't know i can't think of another i haven't read a lot of tennis books i i, I now you texted me about one that i i will admit i did not know was a book first um oh oh the i know legend yeah, yeah. of bagger vance yeah let, i just remember our, it being um it's, it's by one of our favorite authors stephen pressfield there we go i know which is wow. interesting that was one of his earlier ones he wrote i shouldn't say it was out of the 90s it was clearly before the movie came out mm -hmm. but uh yeah i mean just yeah. a and and that's a great way to follow a character um uh, Juna, Renoff Judah, Juna, that's his name. That's a great, mm -hmm. like, southern name. Um, you know, same thing, trying to overcome his demons after World War One and what everyone expected of him to do. Mm -hmm. And the reality is, as a flawed person, as someone who's haunted, you know, him having to try and come back and to represent his city, uh, like that, it just makes for a tremendous story. It's a little weird uh, at times, <laughs> the whole spiritual element of the book and movie, but mm -hmm. it's still really good. It's well done. The book and movie, I, I think, are both enjoyable. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And um, another golf one is A Good Walk Spoiled by John Feinstein. He's done a ton of books on golf because he's a, you know, you know, sports writer. But mm -hmm. what I love A Good Walk Spoiled, it's all about all the guys trying to make it 
in into um uh to the pga tour and so he just really just follows all these young guys and i i like those because it's kind of it's kind of like the it's kind of that origin story thing of like, how, where did everyone come from? How, what does it really take to make it in something? Mm-hmm. What are the things they do? What are the sacrifices they have to make? So it explored something that just, not just, well, another example would be like, we can talk about all the successes of Phil Knight, but Shoe Dog is a great book mm-hmm. because it's all about the grit it took in those early years to be able to make it happen. And it's not like he was basking in most of the book. It's not like he's basking in millions or something like that. It took him a long time, but mm-hmm. it just shows what it takes. Um, those are good stories for you. Um, basketball. I've got my losing season by Pat Conroy. That's a great mm. one. Again, it's about family. Ultimately it's about expectations. It's about representing, uh, you know, uh, the pride of representing your school. It's, Mm-hmm. all of those things. Um, there's a lot of good basketball stories too, you know, even though I don't think it's a book, but you know, that Ben Affleck film uh, way back. Mm-hmm. Well, that was a, that was a good film. That's a, that's a, that's a tough one, but a good one. Yeah. I'll give yeah. you a good, I'll give you another good one. Is, all right. Um, do it. All right. Crew racing. Do you, have you ever read boys in the boat? I have read that one. You have? Okay. Yeah, yeah. We talked about that on the show a while back. Did we? I don't we remember did. anything. That's a good it's, one. It's been, it's been a while since we talked about it, but I have read yeah. it. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. It's a good uh, guy's coming from nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it's not a book, I'm going to throw out cool runnings for the bobsled category. You know, I appreciate that, especially because of John Candy's involvement. So That's right. One of his last films, not his last one, but one of his last. No, I think his last film was the uh, very unfortunate Canadian Bacon. Yeah, my favorite scene in that is when he's sitting watching the um, hockey game. (laughs) Someone gives him a Canadian beer. He's just mad. (laughs) He just he just drinks this Canadian beer sucks, and then everyone's like mad and throwing stuff at him. It was too good. Too oh, good. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, Dave. Well, you know, it is late in the day on is a it? it is. It is late in the day on a on a Tuesday afternoon when we're recording this. Well, it's something, you know. We're a little so, late, folks, but we got it in. Yeah, we got uh, it in. We'll see well, when we post any, it. Well, we have to ask you know, any sports books that were missing that fitness category, shout them out because uh it's it's a good list time and should aaron read any of these for a deeper meaning in these stories that's the question that's always the question and then the question is is will aaron have time so he's got lots of time so i'm on deadline yeah so (laughs) all right we'll let you all right man well it's been lovely to chat as always we'll talk to you next time uh next time we record stuff and uh and it will be fantastic will it i think so okay i'm confident that it will be pretty great i'm fair or at least pretty okay yeah okay okay all right on that note dave we'll talk to you later listeners you know what to do five star ratings reviews all around and we'll talk to you later
This is an area code podcast.